Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Another great episode of Cover Your Assets KC has arrived. We're talking taxes today. Walter Storholt here alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor, KC Financial Advisors. All right, David, it's tax season as we record today's episode and when it releases a few weeks before the final deadline, unless people are getting extensions and that sort of thing. So why not dive into a little bit of tax conversation on the program today? Before all that, I'm just curious, being a financial advisor and and having a great firm based in Overland Park, and uh, are you busy at tax time more so than other parts of the year? Uh, Yeah, we are super busy because we facilitate taxes being done for our clients. And a lot of times when they come in, we'll actually present the tax return to them and try to do some smart consulting with them on what changes they might be able to make in their financial life that would reduce the taxes they pay. Our view is that we ought to pay every penny that we absolutely have to, but not a penny more than that. So everybody's (laughs) these days, everybody's concerned about their taxes and future taxes. And so, yeah, this is a super busy time of year for us. I think there's something cool about you saying that, because just a couple of years ago, I would say that we were doing shows where we were talking about people not being aware of the tax implications that might be facing them financially into the future. And it seems like that awareness has been raised a little bit uh, by you know voices like yours over the last several years, David. So that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's so much emphasis now. I mean, you can't hardly turn on the TV without hearing somebody say, well, we got a $31.5 trillion deficit. That's right. A debt, rather, national debt. And 10 years ago, it was $18 trillion. So it's growing fast. And at some point, Congress has to do something to slow that down. And the better you did for yourself when you're working, you probably clearly understand that they're going to come to you knocking on your door for help in getting the books of the United States righted. So, you know, this is, there's never a bad time to make sure you understand the taxes you pay and if there are are opportunities to reduce those legally. Great points, David. So let's dive into our specific tax conversation today, which, of course, is going to center a little bit more around uh, not the broad topic of just taxes, but really dialing into taxes and retirement or retirees. And we're going to make it easy and frame these in terms of five important tax questions for retirees to either ask yourself, ask an advisor, perhaps some of these will just be rhetorical and lead us to better discussion, but questions that'll help us better prepare for taxes into the future as it relates to our retirement years. So first on the list here, David, is what are the tax implications of withdrawing money from my retirement accounts? Why is that the best place to begin? Well, because a lot of people don't understand that those are fully taxed. If it's if it's from your IRA, your 401k, your 403b, even if you had a, a lump sum pension that you didn't, you know, take the monthly income, but you rolled it into an IRA rollover, every penny that you take out, the money you, you originally put in plus all the growth, that's taxed as just ordinary income. And so there are absolutely no tax breaks there's, uh, it's just as if it were a paycheck. The only real benefit that I can, the the main benefit I can think of when taking money out of retirement accounts is if you happen to set up a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k while you were working, all the money that you put into those gets, the, the money you put in gets taxed in the year you put it in. So that way, 
All the money you take out, including the original money and all the growth is tax free. So a lot of times what you can do is balance or uh, reduce your tax bill in a given year. If you have a nice, big, juicy Roth IRA, you can combine your Social Security with your IRA withdrawals and some Roth IRA withdrawals to try to manage the tax bracket that you're in. So the basic rule is if you got money in an IRA or a Roth or a 401k, you have a partner in that account and that partner is the IRS and they haven't told you exactly how much of that they own in future tax years. And if you believe the tax rates are going up in the future, your percentage ownership in those accounts is going down. So really just awareness is a huge piece of this puzzle. Just make sure you're aware of the different tax implications that are in those accounts so that you don't get blindsided by it when you go to actually take the money out. We want to know about this ideally years in the future, right, David? Yeah. And for our younger workers, well, you can heed that call. If you think taxes are going up in the future, you want to make an informed decision today as to whether you should be putting money away in a Roth 401k or a traditional 401k. I'll save the Roth sounder just in case <laughs> we need it later on. But uh, knew we'd get a little slip in of the Roth mentioned there. All right. So question number two, when it comes to taxes and retirees, will my Social Security be taxed? Now, if you listen to last week's episode, maybe you can skip ahead 30 seconds to a minute in today's show because, hey, good for you. We covered this topic, but had to bring it up again in the context of today's conversation, right? Right. So your Social Security will be taxed unless that's pretty much all you have. So I mentioned last week that if you're single and you make and you have income of under $25,000, then your Social Security is not taxable. If you're married and filing joint, that's 32000 What I didn't do last week was, was define what income is. So for instance, let's call it, let's do the married filing joint over 44000 of income is my social security going to be taxed? Here's how they calculate that. They take all of your income, like for instance, if you happen to be maybe still working, you have IRA withdrawals or 401k withdrawals and one half of your social security income plus all of your tax-free income from municipal bonds. That formula equals your modified adjusted gross income. And if that's over 44 grand, which if you did reasonably well for yourself when you're working, it's going to be over 44 grand, then 85% of your social security will be taxed at the federal level. And if you live in the 12 states that we discussed last week, your social security is going to be taxed at the state level too. So if you've done reasonably well for yourself, the answer is yes, your social security will be taxed. Uh, probably a good chunk of folks listening to today's show will fall under that umbrella, I would imagine, and the folks that are often contacting and working with you directly, David, as well. My hope is that every listener to this podcast will have their Social Security taxed, which means you got a bunch of money, a bunch of income in retirement. That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost uh, it's almost a good thing to have this, <laughs> a good problem to have almost. <laughs> rather than the, uh, the, than the alternative. So that's great. All right. Uh, question number three about taxes and retirement and retirees. How would my taxes change if I decide to move to another state? 
you said to me in the last episode, David, oh, too bad for you, Walt, living in Colorado. You're, you're going to have these uh, these tax issues. But uh, I've got some time to plan. I, I can always, you know, I'm, I'm happy to retire in Florida or back in North Carolina or some other state, perhaps. So, yeah, what about this question? Yeah, so there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight states that have zero income tax. Uh, Alaska, maybe not your place to move, but you never know. Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. But that doesn't mean they don't have taxes. They have higher, usually have higher other taxes. So real estate taxes, maybe higher sales taxes. So it's not necessarily getting to a, a place that doesn't have an income tax. But if you decided to move to one of those states, you're not going to have any income tax. And then you just want to price out the other taxes you're going to pay. There are 12 states, as I just mentioned in the prior point, that do tax your Social Security. Uh, There are some upcoming changes in Missouri and Kansas that will change that. So one I'd like to highlight, since uh, the preponderance of our listeners are in Kansas, is this. There's a bill that has just passed the Kansas Senate. It's due to be debated in the Kansas House and then hopefully on to Governor Kelly for approval. And what it would do is, right now, if your adjusted gross income is under 75 grand, then your Social Security is not taxable in Kansas. 40% of Kansas households, their adjusted gross income is greater than 75. So 40% of, of Kansas households do pay full income tax on their Social Security. What this bill that's passed in the Senate would do is that it would move Social Security taxes for all Kansas citizens to zero. And maybe more unbelievably, it would move all retirement income to zero. So what that tells me is withdrawals out of your IRA, your 401k, your 403b, your pension rollover, those distributions would still be taxable at the federal level, but they wouldn't be taxable at the Kansas state level. So stay tuned. Kansas may be a pretty darn good place for a retiree from a tax standpoint. But as you're getting closer to retirement, there are good reasons to pay attention to the state you live in from a tax standpoint. Maybe not a good enough reason to pick up and move, but maybe it is. David, I'm not going to lie. I had to. Uh, I, I got it from the context clues, but to be sure, I had to Google it. Our Scrabble word of the day, preponderance. <laughs> that was that was excellent, my friend. Wow, I had, I've not heard uh, heard that in a financial podcast before. So I appreciate you teaching me something. I'm just new trying. Today. I'm trying to keep you guessing, Walter. That was an S S A T word right there. <laughs> Love it. All right. So uh, tax questions for retirees. Five good ones for you on today's show. We're through three of them. How about this next one, David? Let's talk about charitable contributions and the tax benefits for making those. Are there any in retirement? Yeah, there are. And this was a change I don't exactly remember, but maybe it's been around for four or five years. It's called a qualified charitable distribution. You can only do it if you're over 70 and a half. And the maximum you can do is 100 grand each year. So what happens is Maybe you're subject to required minimum distributions, which used to be 70 and a half. Now they're 73, but regardless, maybe you're subject to required minimum distributions. You're a charitable person or couple, but you don't itemize anymore. So the money you give to your church or your school or or whatever, you don't get to write off anymore. You don't get to take off your taxes. 
but you still have to take that required minimum distribution. So what happens is with a QCD is that you the money gets sent directly from your IRA custodian. Maybe that's Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or, or Schwab or, or Vanguard. They send the money directly to your church or to your university or some other charitable organization. And then the IRS does not tax you on that distribution, which would otherwise be taxable out of your retirement plan. And the best news is that distribution does count toward your required minimum distribution. So if you're going to be charitable and you're taking an RMD, you may as well do a QCD and not have the required minimum distribution sent to your checking account and then write a check to that charity. So super important little nuance. It's 100000 per taxpayer. So if you and your spouse have done super well over the years, you give away a lot of money each year. Your family, your two-person family could give away 200 grand out of your IRAs each year and not have that be taxable. Good points there, David. And QCD sounds like it's sort of the magic, uh, the magic word, the magic letters there. So just remember that when it comes to charitable contributions, retirement, think QCDs and uh, required minimum distributions, those RMDs. And, and RMDs one of the things on that, Walter. We love those letters. <laughs> I mentioned, you know, $100,000 maximum. I have, a, I have a bunch of clients that don't give away anywhere near a hundred grand. But let's say you, you give five or eight or 10 grand a year to your church because you got required distributions you don't need. Fine. Do it through a QCD and don't have that distribution taxed to you. Have it all go to the charity. You win. The charity wins. The loser is the IRS. And I don't have all that many clients that are worried about having the IRS be the loser in that situation. If, if you got to have a loser, that's the one to have in that, <laughs> in that spot. Last but not least, David, let's talk about our final important tax question for retirees. What are the tax considerations for gifting money to, instead of the charities, but to children and grandchildren in retirement? That's the next big piece of the puzzle, isn't it? It is. And I was just on a call yesterday with a, with a nice couple, client of mine who are not yet in retirement, but they want to gift money to their kids. And so it got a little bit complicated because they were going to gift to those kids Roth IRAs. It doesn't really matter how you gift the money. But the answer to the, to the question is if you give 17000 or less in 2023 to anybody, doesn't have to be a relative, then you don't have to tell the IRS about that gift. The, gift. the gift is not in any way taxable to you, and it's not taxable to the person you gave the money to. It's just totally under the radar. If you give, and that's per spouse, so if you and your spouse are feeling particularly charitable, then you can give 34000 to your kid, or to your six kids each, or to your 15 grandkids if you've done super well for yourself. You can gift that money now and have no tax for them and no tax for you. If you give, let's say, 20 grand or 25 grand or 125 grand to somebody, that is not a taxable transaction to you or them either. But what you do have to do is file a Form 709, which lets the IRS know, hey, 
I gave more than the 17 grand. So that goes against my lifetime gift exemption. Well, right now the lifetime gift, gift exemption is just a little bit short of $13 million per spouse. So let's say you don't have $13 million estate. Well, you're not going to have any estate taxes. And this calculation you would make on Form 709, eh, it's not really going to matter in the future anyway. But the reason I bring it up is if you do give more than $17,000, you do have to kind of stick your head out of the foxhole and wave to the IRS and say, hey, I gave more than seventeen grand this year to a particular person. No tax involved, but there is a reporting requirement. Very good. So do you, uh, do you want to be on their radar or not? Sort of the question <laughs> to answer, right? That's the question. Very good. Prefer not. Yeah, prefer not. Prefer not. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Five important tax questions for retirees. Uh, certainly not an exhaustive list of questions that you might have about retirement and taxes, but that's why David is there off the air to talk to. If you've got additional questions about your specific tax situation, never hesitate to reach out. The number to call is 913-317-1414. 913-317-1414 and online at Cover Your Assets KC. Dot com. If you're in the Overland Park area, easy to come in, say hello, have a conversation about what's going on in your financial world, and uh, you can also talk remotely or just over the phone just to get things started if that's easier for you. Check the description or the show notes section of today's program for links and also contact info if you didn't quite catch it as we were talking about it here over the last few seconds. Uh, David, thanks for breaking down all of these tax questions for us, and I know you'll have something good cooked up for us on the next show. Yeah, I'm compiling a list of the best listener and client questions I've had over the last three or four weeks. We're kind of overdue for one of those, so we'll see what we can come up with on that. Perfect. Sounds great. Always love those episodes, so come back and join us. Maybe your question will get featured on our next episode. If you want to submit one, in fact, you can do that. ddickens at kcfa.com is the email address to send any of your questions to if you want them featured on the show. ddickens at kcfa.com. For David, I'm Walter. We'll see you next time right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.